have church tonight. Why you say? Let's see what the Lord will do.
God, praise God, praise God. You may be seated. Brother Mike Wilson is going to sing for us right now. Make him welcome back home here to Bethlehem.
Would you like to hear the Wilson brothers sing? I think it's that time. Hello, everybody. Good to be in church tonight, isn't it? Oh, my, what a great service we had this morning. Brother Ethan, where are you? Brother Ethan, my, didn't he do a good job directing his service this morning? Bringing us back to the old time way again. And uh, obviously you can see where we're really throwing back tonight, having the Wilson brothers up here after about 50 years. Let's sing a little bit, boys. Where's my microphone, David? Where's my, wait, 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 wait. I want my microphone. y'all to get me a microphone. This is not the one. Thank you. I'm too old to get mixed up now. Thank you. when he comes back. Amen. You may be seated. Give us a little bit of keyboard up here on these monitors if you don't mind. Tim's got hard of hearing and old 
and he needs a little bit. And uh, actually, we came out here a while ago, and uh, I, I forgot my hearing aids, so I had to get, go back home and get them. And uh, so you got some keyboard up there now? Can you hear that? Play a little bit. You ain't got. Sound pretty good, doesn't it? You're traveling dark, deserted, or dim. And is there hope for tomorrow? Put your trust in Him. Why?
be seated. Good to have all of our guests with us here tonight. Thank you for taking out time to come be with us. Brother Cervantes, so good to have you and your family from Houston, Texas. Make them welcome. Will you do that? <laughs> Brother and Sister Contrera from Walnut, Mississippi. Good to have them here. Brother Pastor may do more of that tonight, today, but I'm happy to see them as well. Brother Mike Bingham going to preach for us. Wow, we are going way back, aren't we? Brother Mike, it's so good to see you here. We go back a long way together, don't we? As little boys, amen. Sister Wilson, where are you? Too far to look back. I've come too far. 
sing another old song we used to, you may be seated uh, uh, sing another old song I was going to say we used to sing but if we sing any we sing these old songs all the time Canaan land is just in sight have to start singing like they did in the old days and they find the key. 
That has happened many times before. Okay. He said, go ahead. It's an old chorus. You can sing it with me if you know it. <clears throat> In times like these, we need a this morning, this evening. Let's give the Lord a praise tonight. He's worthy. If you believe Jesus is your rock, give him a praise right now. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. It's good to see everyone in the house of the Lord, all of our members and our guests and our online audience. Can you make everyone welcome to Bethlehem tonight? Amen. This is a a, a throwback service, and uh, I was thinking if they had me singing, it'd be a throw-him-out service. <laughs> I told one of my daughters the other day that uh, I was going to secretly work with Brother Ethan, practice one song, get where I could do it, and then surprise everybody on some holiday. She said, Daddy, don't do that. <laughs> and so I'm not. 
Amen. Aren't we enjoying the presence of the Lord tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in his presence and to see his, his power here. Amen. I will remind you there's no Wednesday evening service this week. Uh, we have National Youth Convention and the Thanksgiving holiday. And so we are, we are not going to have service here on Wednesday night. You can join in online for National Youth Convention on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, remember, our trip to Israel is coming up May the 9th through the 19th. If you are interested in going on that trip, uh, please see me, and we will do what we can to, uh, to make sure that you have all of the information. And uh, also, on December the 6th, if you serve in any capacity in the church, in any ministry, in any way, on February 6th, we have Fergan Dance Pizza rented. Uh, for all of our, our volunteers. Did I say February 6th? I wrote February 6th. And so if you go on February 6th, it'll save us a whole lot of money because I'm going to be there December the 6th. So that's Monday, December the 6th. Uh, remember that if you serve in any ministry, we want to treat you and thank you for helping in whatever capacity that you do so. Amen. Got some very exciting news. We met with the architect yesterday getting the inside of our new building, get everything ready. We're getting ready to get started. So we're thankful for that. Amen. Brother Cotrere, if you will, my friend, I'd like for you to come up. This is my dear friend from many years ago, and I'm so thankful to have him as one of our neighboring pastors from Walnut, Mississippi. It's a great man of God, and we love Brother Jesse Cotrere. Let's make him welcome. Give the Lord a hand clap, would you? Praise God. I'm thankful for the blessings of the Lord tonight. Are you? What a privileged people we are to be able to come and congregate together in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Thankful for his blessings today. What a beautiful congregation here tonight. We had Brother Bingham with us this morning. He did an outstanding job. Uh, he's uh, just proved a lot of things. We had several compliments on his message this morning. It was kind of short. And I heard someone say one time, the best messages are like the best biscuits, the one with the most shortening in them. And um, he outdid himself this morning. Let me tell you, we enjoy the Lord. And aren't we enjoying ourselves? This is the kind of singing that I grew up on. I think they call it retro. What we've been doing is metro. But whether it's retro or metro, it's Petro for the journey we're on. I'm on my way to heaven, and the journey gets sweeter every day. I heard it a long time ago, and I feel like it's just as true today. Preachers stand up to be seen, speak to be heard, and sit down to be appreciated. God bless you. Thank you for having us tonight. Thank you, Brother Contrere. Amen. So good to have Brother and Sister Contrere with us tonight. Amen. Brother Cervantes, it's been so great to have you and your family with us. Amen. I got to visit with my friend this afternoon, and I enjoyed it so much. Brother Mike Wilson and Sister Joyce, two of my favorite folks. Love you all. Amen. How many love all these folks that are with us tonight? Amen. Why don't you stand as our ushers are preparing to come? We're excited to be in the presence of the Lord, looking forward to a great national youth convention. Remember our services next week. Remember our services next week, Sunday morning, Difference Makers, 845, church at 10 o'clock, and then at 630, Brother Alex Fallon, our home missionary from Cleveland, Tennessee, is going to be with us, 
and we're certainly looking forward to that. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege and the honor of sowing and giving into your kingdom. God, I thank you for your rich blessings. I pray, God, that you would bless everyone that gives tonight and everyone that follows a scriptural financial plan. God, I pray that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. I pray, God, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move in the remainder of this service and let the Holy Ghost fill this place. God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you as you bring your offering tonight.
Your grace. 
Lord, can we thank Him? Hallelujah, where would we be without His grace and His mercy? Your friend.
is the Father. I know Jesus is the Son. I know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are
time already tonight. Amen. We're so thankful once again for all of our guests that have been with us tonight and this weekend. We're so thankful for uh, all of the effort of our own musical staff and our own musicians and singers and, and just our, our good church folks that we appreciate so much their hard work. Why don't you give them a good hand clap? Amen. I am so excited to have Brother Mike Bingham back at Bethlehem Church tonight. Amen. He is, he is not a stranger to this church, though he has not been here in quite some time. God has, has used him in, uh, in pastoring, first in Florida and then into, uh, into uh, New Mexico. I was at a camp meeting as a 17-year-old young preacher, and Brother Mike Bingham was preaching in Hartford City, Indiana, and he preached a message titled, Binding the Strongman. That day in that altar service, I felt God call me, and I knew I'd heard from God that day. I would guess it might be the first time in my life that I really, really knew I had heard from God. And from that time over the years, Brother Mike Bingham has spoken into my life so many times, not only through his preaching, but those of you that know Brother Mike Bingham, you know that while he is a great preacher, there's something about him that when he gets around you, he makes you feel better. Amen. He has the ability to lift your spirit. And I love and appreciate that. That is a gift. There's some people who get around him and it's, and, and it's just the opposite. But Brother Bingham is an encourager. He's a preacher. He's a friend. He's a great man of God. Sister Trish Bingham, you are a wonderful lady. And I appreciate you so much. These are great people. Put your hands together and welcome back to Bethlehem Church, Brother Mike Bingham. my goodness. You may be seated. What a privilege it is tonight to be back in Bethlehem to feel the presence of the Lord, to magnify the Lord together, that we might lift him and exalt him to the throne that he certainly deserves. Amen. Well, I, uh, I hardly know how to get started this evening. We had the Wilson Brothers Quartet here singing. I was so glad when they all got married because then I had a shot at a girlfriend because up until that point it was pretty pathetic. I'd go to camp meeting and find some little sweetheart and as soon as that bus pulled on the campground, man, they trailed around. I was, I was so glad they got married. What a great night. Amen. I don't know how much the admission was, but it was worth every dollar of it just to get to come tonight and to worship with you all. I want to say 
thank you to pastor for opening this pulpit. I don't take that as a light thing. To our friends and family that are here, uh, we love you and appreciate you. It's been about 20 years since I preached here. And I think that's because I did such a good job the last time that it lasted all the way through till tonight. I'm not sure about that. But... Praise God. I, uh, I need to just take a moment here and tell you about, I'm going to preach an old sermon tonight. It's old. I hope you've heard it 10 times before. And there's a reason why it's an old sermon. Uh, years ago at Brother Carpenter's 20th anniversary, I preached a sermon. And uh, it was a sermon I'd been working on many years. I was in the 8th grade and a science teacher, Mr. Renbarger, just made a statement. He said, if you started to the moon and you were off one degree, you would miss the moon. I was just a center boy sitting in a science class and years later the Lord quickened that to my heart and I prayed and fasted and came up with a little sermon and put it together for, for the Carpenter's 20th anniversary service and uh, I went to general conference and brother Steve Wilson got up and preached about being off one degree That's why I'm preaching an old sermon tonight. They're not stealing my sermons, my good sermons, my up-to-date sermons, because Brother Wilson never even sent me the tithe off of that sermon he stole from me. <laughs> Everywhere I went for two or three years, I'd preach that sermon, and they'd say, oh, Brother Wilson preached that. He was just here. And I'd go to the mailbox every day and open up the mailbox, look in there, I thought there would be a 20 or a 50 or something, you know, there. I just want y'all to watch him. Amen. Aren't they great people? Amen. Uh, Brother Jesse Contreras mentioned earlier that I preached short this morning. And you know, I got a little older. I, I don't have the air I used to have. And the fat guy that wears the coat sitting over there uh, that I had on a while ago, uh, he, he just gets run out pretty fast. But I learned something really interesting. And to all the young preachers that are here, I want to tell you something. You get paid just as much for preaching a short sermon as you do a long one. And people like you a whole lot better if you do the short version. That way you have something left that you can come back and preach later on. So uh, tonight, you're going to get the short version of an old sermon, Reader's Digest condensed version. And uh, that way, the next time I come, Maybe, Brother Wilson, I have that extra 50 for me that I've been looking for for all of these years. Amen. Uh, if you have to have a thought or if you want to jot a little idea down this evening, I, I would like to tell you that God uses flesh. 
I want you to know that God's plan is to use you to win this world. That's the plan of God. Now the scripture tells us a story in Daniel chapter 5 that uh, there was a great big huge festive moment going on. There was a party. A thousand of the lords had gathered and the king in a drunken stupor called for the vessels that had been taken from Jerusalem and he said those really cute ornate, beautiful, little, gorgeous glasses that have been stashed in the treasure room and vault. I want you to go get those and me and all my buddies, we're going to drink of that. There's only one thing about those particular goblets and that was the fact that they had been dedicated to God. They had been ordained, if you please, for a purpose and a cause that was a much higher calling than just being on the lips of drunkards who uh, spent an evening in fanfare and excitement. It was there that those little goblets that had only the purpose of being lifted to the lips of the Levites at special moments before God Amen. I don't want to interrupt or mess up my train of thought here, but there are a lot of people who miss the understanding that when they were young, they offered themselves and dedicated themselves unto God. And it doesn't matter how far they go in the world, they will never fit the world's description because they were dedicated to the cause of Jesus Christ even at birth. Those little goblets, those little glasses, it was while they were lifting them to their lips that I don't know who saw it first, but someone, maybe it was uh, the taster of the king who would drink a drink before the king in case it had been poisoned. And I don't know who it was, but somewhere on the wall, the scripture just said on the pilaster or the plaster of the wall. It was there that a part of a hand appeared. And uh, the moment grew serious. It was not just play the music louder, bring in more dancers. All of a sudden, it was as though the audience was captive to the fact that God was doing something at that moment that was not being done just a while before. I, I don't know how much of that hand appeared. I don't know if it was past the wrist and to the elbow. I can't tell you, but I do know this, that when God wanted to get a message to a carnal, drunken world, God used a hand. It was flesh that God wrote on the wall what needed to be said, I would tell you today that you are an open book read of all men. Tonight, if God so chose, he could come in a flaming light and hover in the middle of this building. And when we all dispersed and went home, 
We would be wondering what God was trying to say. We would scratch our heads and say, I was there. I, I don't know what all of that meant, but I, I saw it. I saw it, and it was a miracle. But I'm telling you, miracles aren't always the answer. What God would like to do is use the flesh of mankind to be a witness to a lost and dying world that needs a touch from God. Praise God. I want you to help me preach just a little bit. I would like for everyone in this building, I can't see very good with all these bright lights, but I'd like for everyone in this building that's had the Holy Ghost for 40 years, I just want you to stand. If you've had the Holy Ghost 40 years, oh my goodness, 10, 12, 24. Praise God. Give them a hand. You may be seated. I'm telling all of these young people sitting up here on the front row. When you go to school, the devil tells you, you can't live for God at school. The devil would like to tell you when you're 20 years old and you're in that college class and they're bashing all of the foundation of your life, trying to make you see it their way. I want you to recognize this. The devil's telling you you can't make it, but we just saw the flesh of the testimony from 40 years and 50 years. And when the devil will walk up to you and say, you can't make it. You can look at one of these old, gray-headed saints of God that have fought the tough wars of life and have been through the deepest valleys and they have climbed the highest mountains. And if they made it, you can make it because God gave us a testimony today. Praise God. I don't need to, I don't need to get sentimental with you today. But I was on this stage the day we had Patrick's funeral was one of the most difficult days of my life. My physical flesh had never reacted the way it did that day. I had just a short portion, eight or ten minutes to say what I thought I could say. It was certainly not a brilliant moment, but I remember when I got home from that funeral and I took my clothes and uh, I took them off and under my arms where was usually those common yellow stains. It was as though it was the color of blood. My, my body reacted different. It was heavy. It was hard. And I want to tell you, when the devil looks at our young people and says, you can't make it through the hard times, God has given us gray-headed people that can stand up and say, he's the one that brought me through when I didn't know how to react or what to do or where to go or what to say, God was there. And I'm telling this church tonight that God is able to take you through whatever the situation is. You say, my, my companion passed away. I, I just lost my way. I, I don't have any direction, and I, I, I can't say that I, 
I, I understand because I still have a beautiful companion. But I do want to tell you this. I don't have to look too far. And I can see saints that buried their lifelong love. And ten years later, they're still on a church pew. And when you say, I need the church to stand and pray. They lift their face and they lift their voice and they lift their hands to God because God has used the flesh of mankind to be his testimony to this day and hour. You can make it. You can make it. There was a time when God appeared to Moses on the mountain. And as God conversed with Moses, the people in the valley heard the voice of God echoing through the canyons. And uh, they later said, oh, we thought that was thunder. Their interpretation of the voice of God was nothing like what God was commanding them to do. What they heard was not what God intended for them to do. So God writes it down on tablets of stone and brings it to them. You know, God no longer writes with his finger on the tablets of stone, but God chooses to write in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. He takes out that old stony heart and he writes on fleshly hearts today with his word. God created from the beginning mighty and marvelous things. His word spoke into existence all things that appeared. It was there that the voice of God in its powerful work reached for mankind. But after the fall of man, God didn't just use a theophany or some kind of angelic being. You know, God could go to 349, park an angel right there with a flaming sword for everyone who drove up and down the highway to know that this was the church to come to. But the fact is this. God's not going to do that because God is going to use your flesh that walks upright and lives right and every day has a testimony that you have pleased God. That's what he's going to use. After 400 years of silence, John the Baptist comes on the scene. He's tearing down the high places and filling in the low places. He's getting the highway ready to build. There's one who comes after me whose latchets I'm not even worthy to work. But he's going to do more than just speak to us with an audible voice from the heavens. God robed himself in flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. 
God used flesh to reach this world. Came and offered himself. Now I, I like this. The old scripture said that he, from the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for a lamb to be slain. For the fall of man, man hadn't even been built yet. Man hadn't even become a living soul. And yet God, in his infinite wisdom, saw the end from the beginning and said, I'm going to have a lamb that is going to be available to reach for a lost and dying world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, he went to the most awkward places. You'd find him at leper colonies. It wasn't a pretty sight. Their faces were rotting off. Their ears would fall off. Their nose would disappear. Their eyes were eaten out of their head by that nasty, ugly, terrible disease. And the Lord is there. You know, that's very contagious. Leprosy is so contagious. They exiled those people in cities. And if you came close to the city, they had to tell you, we're unclean, we're unclean, we can't make it. But Jesus came to the leper colonies. Praise God. You may look at somebody at your work and say, they can't see what I'm saying. They can't hear what I'm saying. They, they are terrible. They're pitiful. They're nothing to look at. But the only way they're ever going to find a process to come to God is when you allow your flesh to be the exact testimony they need. Praise God. God's plan could have been cherubims and seraphims. Tonight you could have heard some really good preaching. If Michael or Gabriel, Gabriel the preacher, the announcer, the one that always brought the news first, he came and stood at this podium and hovered in the air and, and spoke those words. Uh, you say, well, I would believe that, but it's hard to believe an old fat guy up there sweating, hollering, and screaming that by the foolishness of preaching, he's going to gain some things. How does that happen? Because God's plan for mankind is for men to find God and to share that experience with someone else. How are the mighty fallen? You've seen great men tumble, crash to the ground, timber. On the way down, they crushed everything in their path. People said, oh my goodness, they've done wrong. They've committed sin. They've committed trespass. They've committed iniquity. How did, how did they have that wonderful, wonderful testimony? You know, we didn't recognize that testimony until they had fallen, either to death or to the pain of sin. 
We, we just never recognize what they meant to us or how they respond. I'm just telling somebody tonight, you need to listen to what I got to say. Young people, you need to get right with God. You need to walk right with God. You don't need to pad your time card at work. You don't need to cuss and tell all of those things that go on in the world. You don't need to drink. You don't need to live like the world. If you're ever going to win the world, it's going to be because you walk up right before the Lord in your flesh. Amen. Why don't we just wait on the Lord for a moment right now? The presence of the Lord is here. Amen. How about some music coming to this platform? I just want to take some time right here. I think when the devil told you the lie that you couldn't make it and you fell and God made provisions for you to be restored and come back to the presence of the Lord, I think God was trying to tell us something. You need to come to God today. You need to quit patty caking with Jesus you need to quit part-time and in and out and living on the, the fence row and living for God part of the time and living for you need to get right with God and bear the responsibility and the burden that God would like to hang on you and make happen because God uses your flesh. Would you stand with me right now? We're gonna lift our hearts and our voices to the Lord. These altars are open if you feel that urging, if you feel that longing, if you feel that desire. I want you to come to this altar right now. I want you to walk up. I want you to make a new commitment. I'm telling you, God needs you. In this last hour, God needs a church that can reach for a lost world God needs a church that'll seek after him. Praise God. Would you just open your heart for a minute right now? Would you open your heart to the word of the Lord right now? Would you let the meditation of this word sink deep into your spirit? Let it get in the moral fiber of who you really are. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? Would you lift your face to him? Father, I want to make more of a commitment than I have in the past. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Father, we trust you and we believe.
Amen. Why don't we lift our hands to heaven? And why don't we offer ourselves to him and to his presence right now? Lord Jesus, we want to be your hand that reaches out and touches this world. God, we want to give ourselves to your work and your kingdom. Now, why don't you take that hand and lay it on somebody close to you and just begin to pray for him and ask the presence of the Lord, the goodness of God, to be with your brothers and sisters, that God would encourage and strengthen and help. Oh, thank you, Jesus, God. This church wants to serve you, wants to work for you. Want to be your testimony in our community, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, bless my brothers and sisters this week. I pray, God, as we pause to give you thanks that you would just pour out your blessings on them, oh God. I pray your power and goodness on them. Touch our young people with the great Holy Ghost outpouring at youth convention, oh God. Take them to another level in worship and in dedication and service and work for you. God, in the name of Jesus, now give the Lord a great hand clap of praise and lift your voice with that hand clap. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Brother Mike and Sister Joyce. Thank you, Brother and Sister Contrera, for being here. Thank you, Brother and Sister Bingham. Thank you, Brother and Sister Cervantes and your family and all of our guests. Can you give them all a good hand? Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.